This is Inside Bristol Live, a weekly podcast that takes you behind the headlines and inside your local newsroom. I'm Tristan Cork, your host for this week's episode, taking you through some of the biggest stories and events that have happened in the city. But we've got a bit of a different podcast for you this week, Um, something a little bit different because we have got two new starters in the newsroom this week that both started on Monday and we thought rather than talk about stories we've done this week we would get those two new starters in to have a chat with them about their very different routes to finding themselves behind the desk here at Bristol Live. The first guest we've got this week is Neil Mags who is a sports guy, a media guy, a video guy, quite well known in Bristol already and he has started as a news reporter here. So we'll be talking to him about what that means and how crazy it is that he's doing that. If you know Neil Mags, I'm sure he's tweeting this out. So if you know him, stay tuned because you're going to get a bit of Neil Mags talking about his own life like it's never happened before. And also we've got Amanda Cameron, who is one of our new local democracy reporters. She's come from Bath to cover the Bristol City Council and North Somerset Council remit. And she's not just working for Bristol Live. She's going to be working for uh, lots of different media organisations in Bristol. So it's quite interesting to see her take on that and her journey from the other side of the world to work here in Bristol. So it's shaping up to be a great show this week. Let's jump into our first conversation. Our first guest is Neil Mags, who is probably much more famous in Bristol than any of our existing reporters anyway. (laughs) Um, and Neil has joined us uh, in the newsroom as a reporter. So, welcome, Neil. Hello. Thanks uh, for that. That was a nice intro. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah. you've also, the, the worst thing about Neil joining is he's got a better beard than both me and Video Chris, hasn't he? It's not. Yeah. Yeah. You're, I have actually, haven't I? Yeah. To be fair. He has, yeah. yeah. Mine's a bit greyer, though. I, I feel like I should shave mine off. It's just. Really? Not, not, not give up. It's just not, not even worth being there. No. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just, I'm definitely not a hipster though, because I just made that clear. No. Well, you, yeah, it, I look like I am, but I'm defying the hipster stereotype. Really? By looking like a hipster? Yeah. Then but I'm not, not being, one. being yeah, a hipster. Exactly. How yeah. are you not a hipster then? Because uh, wait, let's do a te- checklist. They're a bit posh, aren't they? Hipsters. So you live in Easton? Yeah. Check. Ting. Okay. Well, I don't know. I Do was there. I was there. We were there long before it gentrified. <laughs> you know that. You, okay. You've seen you've seen the pictures of my uh, great great granddad's cobbler shop on Stapleton Road yeah, in, the, in the eleventh century. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you, but that, that's it. So it's artisan. He was an artisan, he handmade was a, shoes, original artisan. Um, right. So that's cobbler. hipster. Ding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what nice. else? You're in media. Yeah. Okay. I love that. <laughs> you, you've yeah. got a beard. Yeah. So glasses. That's glasses. Mm. Do you drink coffee? I love coffee, yeah. Right, so that so we're, so you're every all of five boxes are so far ticked. Will you drink instant coffee? No. There we go. But that's a cultural thing though. Okay. On the you know the, on the continent, you know, it's it's quite a working class thing to drink real coffee. Whereas here it's the other it's sort of the other oh, way really? around. Yeah, yeah. So but you're not from France. No, but you know I watch a lot of programs about it on telly tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, my so wife's Brazilian. So we've established that, that the hipster yeah. Neil Mags is yeah, no, not having that. Bristol yeah, Live. Yeah. Um, now you are quite well known in Bristol already for the stuff you do with media. Can you just sort of give us a little bit of how did you, um, how did you kind of get into the media? Because you weren't originally no. So what was your sort of career path from my my original career path was. Um, uh, youth community work 
Okay. Then sport development, specifically working in deprivation areas across the city and beyond, but also working prisons, young offenders, that type of thing. So you would come along with a sack of footballs and some cones? Yeah, yeah, but, but a little bit more to it than that. But, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, essentially, yeah. Um, and yeah, so sport with a kind of vehicle to engage young people yeah. for a number of reasons. And um, I started to appear on radio shows and in magazines talking about community sport, yeah, talking about issues and stuff like that. And then I kind of realised that maybe some some of the media weren't, always paying attention to some stuff that were a little bit below the radar so I sort of created a a, a sports show community sports show on radio that was on BCFM on BCFM right? so yeah. it was about four years ago four and a half years ago okay then I started to then I was did a uh, TV show called Doorstep Sport on Made in Bristol TV then I started writing for sport development magazines and then was starting to do things for 24-7 cable Bristol Post live mm. And it sort of went from there, really. So I've probably got, uh, in the in the last couple of years, more writing experience, but probably more broadcast experience before then. Yeah. Hence why people can probably tell that I'm better than you. Yeah. Now we're doing, definitely. doing, this, doing this now. Yeah, yeah. It, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, obviously that comes through. Yeah, and if this was videoed as well, they would see that Probably too. more so, and they would be able to see the full hipster yeah. beard in, in effect. Yeah. Um, so why now have you, because so, you've, that that's, sort of sport and community and you for us you did lots of features and stuff yeah and they were really good and um and it was really interesting to kind of get a perspective on the city that perhaps we didn't have from before mm-hmm. um and it's really needed and excellent thank you but now you're sort yeah. of just kind of general doing general news what how has that been so far and why a well, massive headache of, at the moment my yeah. eyes are aching um no what uh, i think um for me Probably, if I'm honest, I think that the type of sports stories that I've generally done don't always fit into the definition of sport in mm. some media outlets or in, um, you know, it isn't, it isn't always the top end Bristol yeah. Rovers, Bristol, Bristol City, Bristol Rugby sort of stuff. So I think that um, I would be pitching some ideas and some stories to hear and I'd get about all oh, that. Maybe that fits a bit more into news. And so I started to think when I've always been interested in, so I do, I do research. So I was previously doing research for BBC Inside Out and for Radio Bristol for community stories that might, might involve sport, but not necessarily. Mm. Um, and I have a broader um, interest. Yeah. And I, I don't know, I just think in, in the mechanisms of here, it, it made more sense to, to, to go with the news and an opportunity came mm. about with training so decided to take take the plunge excellent and um so now you're going to be doing any kind of news story yeah generally whatever you come up with and we throw at you or you get gets thrown at you yeah um i guess so yeah how are you kind of uh how are you finding it so far you've been here half a week yeah, three day, four days, three, four, three days? and a half days. Yeah. yeah, so this will go out on Friday. So you'd have been there. Will you be here tomorrow? Have you? Will you survive the week? <laughs> yeah, it's a good question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's 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 different. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of systems and there's a lot of kind of digital stuff to um, to remember and recall. So mm. and, and that's a bit new to me. Some of that. So it might take me a little while to get to grips with. Um, also, I think writing to speed um, and getting an idea. 
and then turning it around a lot quicker than I've been used to doing because as you said a lot of stuff I do a longer form and kind of features yeah. but you know there's been a there's an there's clearly an understanding of an allowance for that but I think in the fir- in the first meeting when you were stood pitching ideas it, I I was a little bit in Alan Partridge sort of monkey tennis mode I sort of yeah. chucked out a few random ideas and then didn't realise I then had to write four articles by three <laughs> o'clock <laughs> which, which got yeah. pushed back so so I think you need to be a little bit more um, yeah a bit more um, strategic how, how, yeah. how you approach but the great the great thing is that I think there's a real broad um, and diverse range of stuff you can do yeah on anything which probably appeals to me more than just doing sport i love sport and I, you know i want to kind of continue to write some stuff about that yeah. and do things so yeah and um having you know i don't know people kind of outside of the media and newspapers and digital news and stuff mm. imagine that they they see programs like press on telly yeah. you feel that drama series and they see kind of like uh, you know depictions in in on telly or whatever of a newsroom it would yeah. be like people running around shouting and um you know being not very nice people and mm. uh you know that kind of thing you've been in you sort of sort of been in that kind of environment elsewhere but what is it what's it been like here here yeah horrible is it? Yeah. No, you're joking. <laughs> no um, it seems to me that people are quite focused on their their stories that they have to do and quite busy, mm. I think. And, and yeah, rather than running around shouting and kind of, it seems to people, so people sort of quite quietly locked into what they're doing and maybe yeah. will lift their head up and have a little chat about, about, um, about I don't know, if they need some, some support or some kind of help, yeah. um, I would say. But yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's I've I've probably done more more broadcast stuff, and, and yeah. that's probably that's a slightly different thing. But it probably is a little bit more because I guess by by definition, it's probably less less writing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's early days, isn't it? But, it seems, but everyone seems lovely. Everyone seems really friendly. You uh, know, really, and, wel- and welcoming. Right. Whether everyone's sort they didn't, of they didn't get the memo then, Chris. The, no, no, no. They yeah, didn't. no. Oh. I mean, I clearly when I leave, walk out the door, then everyone slags me off and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, but you know that happens. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's nice. So yeah. we've been you've been welcomed. Yeah. That's lovely. So where um do you kind of envisage yourself um you know it, uh, very soon you might be sort of sent off to a, the scene of a horrible murder or something. Mm. Is that going to be kind of something that you're like oh god. Been new to me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um I don't think so. I I, I think it wouldn't necessarily be I mean I I've I've worked with murderers, you know, I've worked mm. with young people that were actually, were actually murderers in, in Hopefully the murderer yeah. won't be there still. Yeah, for sure, for sure, yeah. I think what I was going to say was, I, 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 I don't think necessarily the, um, there would be any particular issue that I would find majorly disturbing. I think probably mm. having to approach it from a different perspective, being a journalist writing about that. Yeah. It might be a bit of a challenge, whereas I might have been in a different environment. The person that was either in a supportive capacity or was involved in uh, in a different way, if that makes mm, sense. But yeah. going to you know going to report at a traffic accident or going to report at a kind of murder trial, or something, I've never done that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how I, I may react. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and but, I mean, you've you've done a lot of that stuff yourself, haven't you? Yeah. I imagine that it has a emotive impact, but and also you've yeah. got, I guess, you've got a you've got to um, navigate. How people respond to you as well, mm. you know the journey. You're the, you're the journey you're trying to get a story of something. You know you've got to be sensitive and all that kind of thing. Mm. So no, I'm keen to kind of learn that. You know. Yeah. Okay. Um. Cool. Okay. So it's great to have you. Um, yeah. And I, 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 
I've been looking forward to this moment for months. Yeah. And um, it's really nice that you're here now and that, that you know, we've managed to, yeah. we've managed to grab you. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm hoping we can sort of continue some kind of comedy I don't know show. I don't know if there's a, there's a room yeah. for a comedy Bristol Live podcast. I don't know. Uh, definitely, we need to get someone else in as well. I think as like a comedy, a kind of yeah. a, like a like someone who's actually funny. Oh right, I was going to say what like a straight person. No, no. No, I was going to say going to be the straight no. man. Um, just quick question: Do I do I have to tuck my shirts in? Because I've noticed on the See, end that has that, it hanging out at the moment. That's the that's yeah. the other thing. Like there is a so. It, what's really interesting is that mm. in the past, um, journal, uh, offices would have been, newsrooms would have been very much, you know, the men wear proper shirts, ties, trousers, yeah. shoot, proper shoes, like, you know, business suits. Yeah. Um, and that's been coming down a bit. And with men, the men in our office now, if in inside Bristol Live, uh, are, don't wear, really, don't really wear ties anymore. Only a mm. couple of them do. What's great about what you you've come in like from the bottom going up yeah. actually so you this, this is the tidiest I've been for about five years yeah to be honest. so so <laughs> you still got a level to go I think yeah yeah but on the current trajectory by about in about three weeks time you might be at the standard that yeah. people aren't going who's that bloke who's that that scruffy weird does he come to fix the photocopier that thinks he's not a hipster does he come to fix the photocopier yeah um, I could be in top hat and tails come February <laughs> 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 clean shaven that would be amazing amazing yeah. yeah yeah so yes you do need to smarten up definitely because uh, yeah. the other thing is that like when you it's go out really newsrooms are like that though That's, I've been in other ones when you know there's, there's yeah but what other what ones have you been in BBC, all the inside yeah. one. They're in hooded tops and, and tracksuits. Yeah, yeah, that's because they reckon they're, they're undercover. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, they're trying to hang the out. The other ones them. aren't. Let's face it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, you do need to, probably yeah. you're letting the side down at the moment. It, it. I feel that you know if you're. Were you, getting, were you the scruffiest before I came? Um. No. No. No, I don't think so. I was probably because I still wear a shirt. Who would, and who would be? What? Why are you looking at me? No, yeah, uh, yeah. you're not. No, <laughs> there are people who don't. It's basically if you're fr- public facing, you know, if yeah. you, you could get sent out at any moment to go to someone's house or a court or mm. uh, 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 the scene of something, an incident has happened, and you yeah. need to be, I guess, a little bit kind of. For sure. I go to places and people think I'm either a bailiff or a policeman or a yeah. security guard or. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm somehow That's in charge. That's because of your size, though, isn't it? As, as much as anything. <laughs> yeah, so, probably. I, I can talk. So, um, yeah, so I reckon you might need to go to M&S and get some trousers, at least. Yeah, I would need to, I know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but know. maybe just sort of wait until you get paid. I don't know. Yeah. I might, uh, it's some cheap ones in Asda now, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's where yeah, I get mine. Yeah. I think we've been told to wrap it up, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, me, Neil Mac, then, yeah. This is Inside Bristol Live, yeah. and you are Inside Bristol Live because uh, Neil Mags has joined Bristol yeah. Live, and uh, this day mm. would never come. Mm. He's been wanting to do this since he was... How old were you when you sent that thing in? Oh, uh, You joined what oh, club was it? In the, Bristol- the Pillar Box Club, yeah. aged six. Wow. Um, but I came here um, for my work experience when I was at school when I was 14 with, um, with um, Martin's husband. Richard, brilliant. Richard, I had Richard Lavin and, and Richard Payne. He was now with ITV. Yeah, yeah. And then my life took a different direction. And then uh, thirty yeah. <clears throat> something years later, I end up back here. Amazing. Yeah. Well, it's great to have you. Thank you Thank so you. much, Neil Max. Cheers. Thank you very much, Neil Max. That was Neil with the best beard in the office. Now it's not great to to have that accolade taken from me. 
But uh, thank you very much to Neil. We will see how he gets on in the future. And now it's time for our second guest this week on Inside Bristol Live. Here is Amanda Cameron, our new local democracy reporter. So welcome back. We are now with our second new starter of this week. And I'm really also thrilled to introduce to Inside Bristol Live Amanda Cameron, who has come to us and started on Monday. Yes, Monday. Yeah. And uh, so here she is to tell us about what kind of stuff she's getting up to. Amanda, what is your job title? What's your role going to be? Well, I'm one of the new local democracy reporters, so I've replaced Jack Pitts. Um, And so uh, it's basically a council reporter role um, that's funded by the BBC. Okay. And it's covering taxpayer organisations to plug the so-called democracy deficit um, left by holes in newsrooms. Yes. So what's your patch? Is it Bristol, Bath or...? Bristol and North Somerset. Okay. Right, so there's North Somerset Council, Bristol Council, and then the NHS. NHS organisations, um, Police Crime Commissioner, um, the local, the Fire Authority. So anything really that's a taxpayer okay. funded organisation. And you came from Bath Chronicle, mm-hmm. is that right? That's right. Okay, so, but uh, eagle-eared listeners will notice that you haven't, you don't sound like our previous guest, Neil Maggs, who's from... Eastern, you've come from a little bit further, That's the right. other, just the other side of Bath originally, wasn't it? In uh, in New Zealand, New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, just, very, the just down Bath. the road from yeah. Bath. That's right. Yeah, yeah, the other side of Bath, southeast of Bath, <laughs> yeah. or indeed northwest of Bath as well. Um, so yeah, so tell us, you've come all the way from New Zealand. You couldn't have come from further away. Well, not really. No, no. Okay. And it's not that I was trying to get away from something. It was that I was coming to something. Oh, so for my sins, I married a Bristol man, okay. born and bred from the Shire. Um, right. And uh, we, it's a long, complicated story. Okay. I won't go into it. But um, basically, after we met the second time, we had a long distance romance and one of us basically had to sell up and move, and I drew the short straw or the the long straw, whichever you look, okay. way you look at it. New Zealand's lovely though. So, um, we how long have you lived there? You lived there, you know. Obviously, you grew up there and stuff. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereabouts um, in New Zealand? Auckland. Okay. Yeah, on the North Shore, and um, yeah, that's where I went to school and got my first job, and um, yeah, did uh, my growing up. Excellent. And when you came to Bristol, mm. well. How, how long ago was that first first sort of time you came? Four years ago. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And what is your impression of the city? Do you like the city? Do you get infuriated by it? What, what do you think of it? As someone who's completely from somewhere yeah. totally different. Well, to be fair, um, I've spent most of my time in Bath because I've worked and commuted in Bath. So, um, But I, I do prefer... Bristol to Bath. Um, that's something that my Bath colleagues wouldn't want to hear, probably. But mm. I, I like Bristol. Well, you've it's, left them now, so you can, yeah, they can <laughs> say what I like. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I like Bristol. It strikes me as a sort of a vibrant, gritty, buzzing city where there's lots happening. There's a great um, youth vibe because of the, all the universities. Uh, yeah, there's just lots going on, lots culturally and politically. It's just a really interesting place to live. Is there um, any, it must be quite interesting 
being with someone who's from Bristol mm. um, and you kind of, do you, is there ever times that you go, what's that about? And he's like, can't see that it's something, that it's something odd going on but it's just oh yeah that's what Bristol's like well it's more probably to do with the way he speaks because he's got a quite a, a heavy uh, Bristolian has he? accent whereabouts is he from from oh, Shire. Shire right Shirehampton yeah. Shirehampton yeah. Yeah, yeah but I think um, because he he was an electrician um, by trade and I think he picked up more of a broad accent um, in his training in his right. apprenticeship. Um, so, I mean, to be honest, we had a bit of a communication um, issue when we first got married. <laughs> which, which You're divided uh, by a common language. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Same language, different accent. And uh, and he speaks very quickly. So a lot of times I just had to say, stop, slow down. I've yeah. got no idea what you're saying. <laughs> and um, are you getting more attuned to that now, though? Now you're in Bristol a bit more and sort of hearing the... Much more, much more. And... Um, uh, couple of friends that we regularly go and uh, drink with on a Tuesday night uh, from like Bedminster and around that area and they've got the very broad Bristol accent yeah. ideal and Asdall. Yeah yeah so there's a, there, there's actually like a different accent in South Bristol than there is in somewhere like Shirehampton isn't there? Mm. And, and, and where you're from Chris which will be South Gloucestershire. Yes, well, I'm originally from fish ponds. Oh, yeah. yeah, right, okay. So there was, and actually it's quite interesting that they are, they still exist, but they are sort of dying, and you know, the differences are getting less and less now, aren't they? And people are kind of, there's a just sort of general Bristol accent, but South Bristol where they people say Asdall and Ideal. And yeah, yeah. It seems a bit of a shame, actually, because that really old Bristol accent and some of their really old Bristolian words seem mm. to be dying out as well which is yeah. it's a bit sad really isn't it but language changes yeah yeah, yeah it does and yeah um so how have you found it being in our office for just the first sort of three, we obviously this goes out on Friday mm. we're recording it on a Thursday you've been here three and a half four days how have you found it so far is it different to the office in Bath is it more going on is it the same it's no, it's it's quite different, but it's different but the same. I mean, the people are lovely and welcoming, and that's the same in Bath. I mean, mm. yeah, the people are great. Um, I guess with Bristol, it's just a bigger office. There's more people. Um, there's bigger teams, so there's uh, it's it, it's just a bigger, more thriving office, which I really love. Yeah, cool. And what kind of stuff do you are you looking forward to getting your your teeth into when you? tackle the the local democracy role because it's it's going to be quite a big one isn't it it's, yeah there's a lot going on there it, there is i mean it's quite a hard question for me to answer really because i still haven't got my head mm. around um where the bigger stories will lie um but anything really where i feel that i'm helping expose perhaps an issue that will affect lots of people's yeah. lives in bath i mm. was became aware of your work because you did lots of really really good stories about the NHS oh thank you and mm. health care and stuff is that something that you're going to be sort of on on because now you've got sort of free reign to do that again yeah but around here um what were your the stories that you were most sort of proud of when you're in in during your time in Bath is there any in particular that you can remember and think actually that was really good I'm glad I did that um, probably 
I mean, the stories that I've done about um, a, a mock slave auction at a school, mm. um, that is has been one of the most satisfying stories I've covered because it was so difficult to stand up um, and it had consequences. And uh, So just, just to recap, there was a slave auction... A mock, uh, a, 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 a mock slave, slave auction um, held by a group of friends, actually, um, but it just turned uh, nasty, and a, a black boy was upset. Yeah. By the end of it, and, and his group of seven white friends um, originally, uh, the head, the head wanted to expel two of them, I think, um, and suspend the other five but the governors didn't right back his decision and so uh, that was worse really that was the that was the worst outcome was the fact that the adults didn't mm. seem to behave in the way that they should have mm. so it was just one of those stories that uh yeah took a while to expose and yeah. had some consequences and the kind of thing that they would have wanted brushed under the carpet was it Absolutely. Mm. It wasn't something that the school was keen to talk about. It hadn't told parents. Uh, it only told parents about it on the day that we published our story, wow. which was the, a month after or two months after it happened. So, yeah, th- that was a satisfying yeah. yeah job. And now, can you explain also to, to our listeners how, that your role, how your role is slightly different to the regular Bristol Post reporters? So you don't necess- you're, not, you're not writing for just the Bristol Live, Bristol Post, are you? You're there's no. there's a kind of step in between that goes. How does that work? Do you know? Well, um, I'm not entirely sure yet. But <laughs> all, I, all I know is that um, my role, like all the other LDR roles, local democracy uh, reporter roles around the country, is funded by the BBC. Yeah. So uh, we work as a separate little team. There's three of us in the office, and we look at all the agendas of councils and um, NHS organisations the week ahead and we plan where we're going to go, which meetings we're going to go to, what we're going to cover. Um, and we file those stories onto something called The Wire. The Wire. This sounds is- like something out of, uh, out of a Los Angeles police I know. It's all very exciting. It feels all very growing yeah. up that it's being sent out on the wire and it's picked up by uh, the publishing partners in the scheme. So as well so, as the BBC can yeah. pick it up, Bristol Live can pick it up, uh, Western Daily Press, I think 24, Bristol 24-7, the cable. cable. Um, there's lots of different publishing partners. I'm not aware of all of them. But, so your uh, work go into all of those? Yeah. That's, that's right, that's but you won't necessarily see my name on it. Yeah. Um, it depends where it's published, but that's not the that's not why we're doing it. We're not doing it, you know, to have our name in lights. We're doing it to mm. cover, yeah, local democracy Excellent. issues. Mm. Okay, well, welcome to the the team. Thank and you. A team within a team as well. Yes. Yep. And um, hopefully, you will um, get cracking right into the uh, sort of. The, the stuff that perhaps would we wouldn't be covered otherwise, which is really good. Well, hopefully, yeah. Yeah, that's, excellent. That's Amanda, idea. welcome. And um, yeah, we'll hopefully we'll get you back in. Next time you cracked a massive story, we'll right. get you back in and, uh, <laughs> and we'll hear from you again. Thank you very much. Thank you. 
Thank you very much, Amanda. That was really interesting finding out about her journey all the way from New Zealand to Shirehampton and about the accents that she's encountered on the way. That's it from us for this week on Inside Bristol Live, your weekly podcast taking you behind the headlines and inside your local newsroom. You have been listening to... Tristan Cork as your host on this week's episode. Of course, if you'd like what you heard, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is you get your podcasts from. Also, if you want to join in on the conversation or share your thoughts on what was discussed in this episode, feel free to get in touch with us on Twitter. You can find us at IBL Podcast, or you can find me personally at Tristan Cork Post on Twitter. But that's it from us for another week on Inside Bristol Live. Join us, same time, same place, next week. Thank you and goodbye. Goodbye.